On today's episode of Senior Quotes, we talk some March Madness, retirements, the AAF, and a little NBA. Let's get into it. What's up, guys, and welcome to the latest edition of Senior Coach Live. I'm your host, Amy Browder, and I'm joined by my co-host, Jack Coleman. Jack, how you doing? I'm doing really well tonight. We want to kick off with some sort of breaking news. Nothing nothing like too major. Yeah, credit to Mr. Kiernan for this one. Yeah. dad. Uh, so, Pat Andre, the great Pat Andre of CBA, is going to graduate and transfer this year from Lehigh. That's right. Um, he, you know, he had a good career there, and he played pretty well. But there is some talk, or yeah, I'm trying to do the math in my head about graduating. No, I just read a tweet about he's him. He's only a junior. Finishing and graduating there, so maybe he would finish there and then oh, do a keep transfer going, keep after. Going. Yeah. Anyway, some of the schools that have shown some interest among Rutgers, USC, I know Fordham, TCU were on there, is our very own Boston College. So there is a good chance. Well, I don't know, good, but. I'm there gonna say a chance. good chance. Oh, yeah. All right. Good chance that the Pat Andre could be our next star on Boston College basketball. And I mean, what a fit that would be. We're gonna. I mean, we don't have a lot of big man depth on this team. It was something that was clearly lacking behind the leadership of like Kai Bowman and our guards this year. So while Jarius Hamilton will be developing as a forward, and you know we have Nick Popovich as our center. I, I think Pat Andre would give a level of scoring at the power forward position that Stefan Mitchell doesn't really have. And I really came around on Stefan Mitchell as a player. I realized that he's so valuable defensively and he's so scrappy, he gets so many rebounds. But Pat Andre is a stretch four who can knock down threes like nobody's business. We've seen that firsthand, each of us. Um, that would be a really cool addition to a team that kind of struggled with shooting this year past Bowman and Chapman. So I'm not exactly, you know, this is all speculation at this point, but. Let's say that Pat does finish at Lehigh next year and graduate. Then come here. He's coming here with that strong junior unit of Chris Heron Jr., Winston Tabbs, and Jarris Hamilton. So that would be something very cool to add. And definitely some senior leadership that would be lacking without a guy like Chapman or Kai around. So that's really exciting if that does happen. Yeah, so, I mean, like we said, credit to Mr. Kiernan for that one. He uh, tweeted at us that little rumor there, and it was in reply to a poll we had put up today. Uh, Jack ran it. It was about the most iconic retirements um, in sports recently, and that's because, and I'm sure it's a topic we'll get to later. I mean, I, I don't personally have it, but we'll get to it. Rob Gronkowski announced his retirement over the weekend. So we'll As well as Conor McGregor. As well as Conor McGregor today. That was breaking news as well, or last night. Um, but if you want to, or I'll really quickly pull up the results to this poll. Um, what you guys said about the most notable retirements, that Kobe, 40% of voters, said that Kobe Bryant's retirement was most notable of these four. Um, he was against Gronkowski, Michael Jordan, and Marshawn Lynch. Uh, Dan Carroll said Pat McAfee, which is really cool when he announced yeah. to go straight to Barstool. Um, I said Derek Jeter and Jared Allen. Um, and then, yeah, Mr. Kiernan said Conor McGregor. So uh, what are, what's your specific uh, take there? Mine, I, I think MJ's was a little flawed because he retired and then played baseball and then came back and then re-retired and he played on the Wizards for a little, and that was weird. So 
I I don't know. I'm torn between Kobe and Marshawn. I remember Marshawn being a big deal because no one really saw it coming. But again, he came out of retirement, so I don't know if we can fully count. But I really liked just the single Instagram picture of his shoes hanging up. But I think overall I have to go Kobe. Uh, I mean, we remember watching his last game. That was our sophomore <laughs> year of high school. Was. We had a chemistry test the next day, and we knew that this was history in the making, so we put off studying for that test. Yeah, um, did, did we score higher or lower than the 60 points he dropped on that game? Uh, I, I, I want to say I scored higher. The spread must be very, <laughs> very low on that. But, yeah, so that was awesome. Uh, Kobe went off in his final game, and had, he was the first player that – uh, of recent memory, who really got that farewell tour, and we're seeing that now with Dwayne Wade. We saw it a little with uh, Tim Duncan, I believe, a mm. little bit. Um, and then there was... I mean, there who's, was... Who's this year? Dirk. Dirk, it's basically his kind of farewell tour. Dirk hasn't really said he's retiring yet. It's just like everybody's treating him as such because they know D. Wade is gonna. And then Vince Carter is definitely old enough Vince to Carter, I think, is next he's year. Thinking, he said yeah. he wants to do one final year next year, I think. Yeah. So that'll be next year. That'll be really cool. And give it a couple years, and we'll probably see LeBron's as well. Yeah, I'd, I'd oh, say no, with, I'd say like six years, hmm. well, five or six years, we'll see LeBron's, and I think that might end up being the greatest retirement that we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if I love the idea of retirements being like a spectacle to see, and all these farewell tour ideas. Uh, stuff like Derek Jeter, who I mentioned, and Mariano Rivera as well, who were giving like parting gifts from every team they played against. Uh, throughout their season, um, their final seasons. Like, I don't know, it's a little gimmicky. At the same time, it's just great players being respected by the teams they went up against all these years. And, I mean, I love seeing tributes to players on my favorite team, but at the same time, I don't want that to become routine and have every single superstar that's retiring have a whole season dedicated to him. Like, I love it for D-Wade, and then, like, saying that means I should love it for everybody else. But do you know what I mean? Like, it can get tiring. Yeah, I just think it's like a... I don't know. I think it's a good way to send them off. And they're, they're, you got to remember that outside of their area and outside of opposing teams, like fans everywhere love these guys. Like the Mavs, I remember this year, the Mavs were down by so much that it was basically Dirk's quarter wherever they played. I, actually, I think it was Brooklyn. I think they were playing the Nets. Mm. And uh, the whole of uh, Barclays was just chanting on Dirk, and that yeah. was really something cool. Yeah, it was us. And so I think that's kind of cool for each you know area of the country to really – Show the respect for players that they've loved because remember, especially nowadays, we're growing up playing as these guys in 2K or, True. or you know, in fantasy, even with football. Like, these are guys that you've, you know, watched and loved, and it's it's really cool. Yeah, like, so a guy like Larry Fitzgerald I can think of for football mm-hmm. and just uh, who else maybe we'll see uh, pretty soon. I, I mean, Gronk for me. I've, Tom I have Brady. Yeah, Brady's retirement Brady. will be big. Um, just guys like that. So I feel like with football, it's different though because right. football is kind of like football's about like surprise retirements and going out on top. Yeah. I feel like in yeah. a lot of ways. And then when you can't do that, it's just on your own terms. Uh, the reason I mentioned Jared Allen is he literally tweeted a video of him riding out on a white horse with a cowboy hat, and I thought it was like the that most cool. badass yeah. way to announce your retirement. Um, uh, again, the Marshall Lynch one with the shoes hanging was also sick. But, again, those are two more examples, and Gronkowski's a third of these um, retirements out of the blue, you know, where there was no buildup, as there is in the NBA and MLB. Uh, And I think it's just because it's shorter seasons. There's no reason to really say in August, this is my last year, and then have that happen in January or February. 
I don't know. It At the same time, it could happen behind the scenes, you know, letting the team know that you're going to be out and have them build around somebody new. But it definitely seems like a pattern in the NFL that the other sports don't follow. But, yeah, a lot of retirement news there. So I hope you don't have a quote on that. I, I didn't. Well, I guess we'll find out. But let's get into the main part of our show with our three quotes each. Um, I'll let you start this time around. I think I went first last week, so yeah, or two weeks ago. Okay, um, this should be, this is an easy, one of my easier ones of the night. So, I am so grateful for the opportunity that blank and blank gave me, gave to me when drafting my silliness in 2010. Okay, so. This football. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think it would be. Rob Gronkowski about the Patriots and Robert Kraft. Yeah, so well, or Bill not Belichick. The yeah, it's Belichick and Kraft. I mean, oh, okay. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, that was an easy one. Yeah. I just really want to talk about it because this is. Let's talk about him specifically in the Patriots. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah, exactly. So this is the end of not the end, the beginning of the end of the Pats dynasty. It's. I don't know. It, it, this is the core three of Belichick, Brady, and Gronk. And Gronk is now gone. You have an aging Brady. I'm still standing by my eh, lukewarm take that Brady's not going to have a good season this year coming off this win. I really don't see it. I think they've lost too much and haven't really gained any new talent. We'll see what happens with the draft. But nothing to me is spectacular about this team. And I've seen power rankings and stuff having them still up there top three. And I really wouldn't even put them there. So, um, yeah, I, I just think that Gronk was that final nail into this decline. Okay, so I, I you hear that, right? Yeah, <laughs> hopefully that doesn't come up too much on the recording. But um, my response would be that they did lose a lot of players, especially Trey Flowers. I think Van Noy's leaving. Just players off the defense that... My, my point was going to be, you didn't hear of them before these past few playoff runs, and now they they seem like key parts. But the reason I mentioned them specifically is because there can always be another Kyle Van Noy and another Trey Flowers. That's just how Belichick's system works. So as long as he's there specifically, you have to consider the Patriots a threat. And that's what a lot of people, I feel like, didn't do this year. Why the Patriots thought they could call themselves the underdogs for once, which no one really believed. But I, I get it. Like Without Gronk, that's a big weapon on your offense but he's been hurt the past couple years it hasn't been the same threat that he was when he was younger so I also think Brady's going to decline a little bit but with guys like Sony Michelle and whoever else they draft early on I just know they'll fit like a glove with Belichick's system and, and just be threatening well honest to be honest outside of the Chiefs playoff game this year I really didn't even this year think Brady was that special. Compared, he didn't look good in the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. Compared to his past self, this was nothing special to me. So from here on out, I just think it's going to decline and decline. And yes, I'm not denying that somehow him and Belichick can walk off into the sunset with another ring. Yeah. It's possible. I just think it's not going to be as easy or <coughs> potentially not possible anymore now that this decline is happening. My other hot take has been, I may have said this on here before, is that Belichick may outlast Brady one year and bring in his new quarterback and then have them, even if they make the playoffs, I think that causes Tom Brady's all-time GOAT status to drop and Belichick's only to increase. Yes. Yeah. Which I think that's a Belichick move. Yeah, honestly. I mean, there, we've talked about there being potential tension between those two and Kraft. 
And, I mean, just these coming years will only show whether or not that's true. So it's a stay-tuned kind of thing. For now, though, kudos to Gronkowski on a great career. I mean, we love the guy. Uh, he, we're big fans of him on the show. You know, Gronk, if you're listening, uh, come by sometime. Yeah. So I have a couple points from this. So firstly, the, uh, they're not really hot takes, but first of all, do you think that Gronk was coerced into retirement? Because he was getting older. He's at that 29 mark that Belichick usually likes, you know, releasing players. Do you think it was like Belichick came to him and said, like, if you don't retire, we're probably going to cut you um, or try to trade you away? And I bet do you that think was Gronk didn't want because I believe he tried doing that with Brady when before the Jimmy Garoppolo uh, trade went down. So, yeah, I mean, I do bet you think that happened. I bet there was a conversation or two behind the scenes, and Gronk definitely seems like the type of guy who just wanted to play with one team his whole career, especially considering that that team is the New England Patriots, and he won three rings during his time there. So I'd say, yeah, definitely a possibility. Um, Again, for those listening to this recorded, I hope you hear this crazy background music that we're getting from the other studio. Uh, any comment on that? It's kind of whack, but... Yeah. We'll just have to deal <laughs> with it this week. More, um, um... Yeah, well, hold on. I, I have another point, I'd say, and it's that... I, I don't know. I'm kind of losing my train of thought here. Uh, I, okay, yeah, I got it. I don't think that Belichick and co. will ever be able to coerce Brady into this, whether or not that they did for Gronkowski... I just don't think it could ever happen with a quarterback like this. I, I'm i losing my train of thought. Yeah, here. this music yeah. is terrible. Like, the moment our show is over, please just turn off whatever you're listening on and don't continue to listen. Well, like, I'm sure there no, might be somebody. No, 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 no. no, no. We, we can kind of say whatever. It's AM radio. Like, this is No, no, no. Right I'm now. saying that somebody else might come on for an AM talk show. Don't don't count them out. Just, just don't listen to it if it's just Just don't music. listen to FM right now. All right. Please. Yeah, okay. Stay, stay tuned here. With um, us. Uh, secondly... <laughs> Do, or I'll go with this first. Okay. So, Gronk is probably, or no doubtedly, a Hall of Famer. Yes. Um, does he, I, I personally don't think so, but is he the greatest tight end of all time? Or are we good enough saying he's the most impactful of all time? Because I think, I think he's the most impactful. There's very few other guys, okay. even receivers sometimes, mm. in the conversation where... Not in terms of most impactful, but, like, third and, like, seven on the goal line, Uh who I'm looking to. Like, I want Gronk. Or even those long field bombs that Brady would throw to him that you... We saw it in the Super Bowl this year. Yep. Like... No, I'm I'm struggling... Huge impact. I'm struggling to think of a tight end who I'd rather take in that kind of situation. Mm -hmm. Wide receivers, I think of Jerry Rice and Randy Moss. No, of course. I'm not saying Gronk is better than them. I'm just saying, like, in terms of... In terms of tight ends, I, I'm struggling to think of one, honestly. There are definitely some with longer careers and maybe higher career stats, but for a guy to only play nine seasons and have such a successful time, it's really impressive. So is he the greatest of all time? Greatest In terms of tight ends, I think so. And, uh, he benefits from not showing any decline, really. Like, I think he declined a little bit in these yeah, last two years, but he, he'll never have played a snap over 30 years old. Unless, of course, he comes back, which is something we were discussing as yeah. a possibility. I was going to say that could also happen. But also going out on top is kind of nice. I don't know if he would necessarily come back. Secondly, if he doesn't come back, does Gronk become the next Rock? 
Yeah, yeah, Holly. totally. Like, I, I mean, it could be The Rock. It could be anyone, really. I'm trying to think of some other good examples. Maybe T.O., not so much. But The Rock's a great call because he's in movies left and right, hosting his own TV show now. And, yeah, I, I think Gronkowski set up for such a successful career outside of sports. How many certified fresh, like the Rotten Tomatoes thing, movies does Gronk <laughs> make compared to rings he has? Over under? Yeah. Probably in... Actually, probably an over. Like, cause he'll 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 appear like Shaq kinda in like yeah. the background of some. I don't think he'll ever be. I think a good star. Actually, some. he could be a starring role. Whatever the case, just all the movies that I think he's gonna be in, I'll take the over. I could see the thing like Shaq. Like Shaq got in with like Adam Sandler's group and then like was in all those movies. I could see Gronk being in with like Seth Rogen's group and then like doing movies with them, like Neighbors Three or something. Like Gronk is definitely gonna be in that. Uh, and then my last question then i have one more point about this sure i was talking about this with someone the other day i don't know if you were present but how long until gronk is fat <laughs> um oh, man he he just seems like the type of guy who's gonna keep his, himself in shape like, i don't think so i think he's gonna get fat huh so my take on it was whenever he marries his current girlfriend if he oh, does yeah. but i i'm assuming he might it, if she got him to settle down like He's probably going to. If they get married, I'm giving it plus five years on top of that, and then we'll see fat Gronk. Not just fat, like chubby Gronk. And then, so lastly, we also wanted to touch on McGregor's retirement, so that was big news. We talked about it a little. Um, and then today it came out that there was a sexual assault accusation in Ireland on McGregor, and it huh. kind of lined up too perfectly for me not – to think that it was connected in some way could be i i mean i really don't know uh, you know mcgregor's always in the news and kind of getting in trouble yeah and you know this this makes me think that the claim is probably true if he had like literally the night before said that he was retiring okay this music is pissing me off i'm not gonna lie um as for the McGregor claims, yeah, I, I, I think there's a link, and it's frustrating because I've honestly lost my fandom for McGregor these past few years. I, I don't know how you feel about that. I know there's some diehard McGregor fans who could even be listening right now, but it's, he's only just gone down for me ever since he took the world by storm in 2014 or 15 or whenever it was. Yeah. So I, I hope the claims aren't true. Well, Khabib absolutely destroyed Khabib him. did destroy and Khabib him. is awesome. Like, he I'm, a, do anything I'm a big Khabib yeah. fan. So that was cool. I honestly, I've talked enough about retirement, and this music is really getting me angry. Let's, uh, so we should, yeah, let, let's, we should let's keep rolling. Topics yeah. and just keep talking, honestly. Man, um, it's all right. We'll we'll just. Uh, I don't know. I, I I'm just upset that the. Uh, honestly, the people listening live, you probably can't hear it right now, but this microphone's going to be able to pick up the uh, out exterior noise or whatnot. So we'll, we'll see. Let me get to. Um, my first NBA quote of the day. I've got two of them. Um, so whenever you're ready. Um, what the? All right, I'm sorry. Right? Let, let's get into it. If you ever have the opportunity, you can't turn that down. Um, Who is it and what is it about? If you ever have the opportunity. If you ever have that opportunity, you can't turn it down. This is NBA? Yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure we talked about this. But that my hint is it's not a current player. Um, 
is it Kobe saying this? About what? Um, I don't know, but I heard something that Kobe had said something recently. Just said something? Yeah. No. Okay. But it's about the Lakers. Oh, okay. Think you know who it is from that? Is this uh, the coaching change? Uh, so I'm going to maybe go Jason Kidd. I it is Jason Kidd. Kidd. Right. So I'll, I'll throw you a pity half point. Yeah. I just heard, so I was grasping. I heard something about Kobe lately. He commented on something. <laughs> uh, oh, he was commenting on LeBron. Um, it was like him saying how these are the seasons that you like. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's that you what have I heard. to go through. Yeah. You have to have. Yes. So, no, that's not it. This is about Jason Kidd potentially coaching the Lakers. Yeah. Um, before I get into it, my mom is telling us she can't hear any background noise. So, if you're listening live, we'll try to block it out as long as we can. It's garbage. It's yes. really painful to listen Just, to. Just, we're, we're not plugging the FM radio right now. That's all I can say. Okay. Anyway. Jason Kidd. So he said, if you ever have the opportunity, I cut out to wear the purple and gold. That was the little hint I couldn't really have in there. Mm. But he is uh, honestly probably the prime candidate to take over this job. And I like it a lot. I mean, he wasn't the best coach for the Nets, in my opinion, but he was someone that the team wanted to keep. And he ended up moving to the Bucks, um, had trouble there. And now Giannis is doing a lot better under Mike Budenholzer. But what do you think about Jason Kidd? Potentially coaching LeBron James and Co. Well, I'm a huge Jason Kidd guy. Uh, so am he, I, as a player. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, like, he was awesome when he was on the Knicks. He was always doing that thing where he would pump fake a three and then go into the body and draw the foul. And then he would usually hit it, too. So he'd always get those four-point plays. So that was awesome. I love that. And, you know, even when he was playing, he was just a guard in the way that he was kind of coaching through his play style. Or the way he played games. He would, like, be setting guys up perfectly. And mm-hmm. he just is a really high, has a really high basketball IQ. And I liked when he was coaching, too, to be honest. He, I remember when he spilled the drink yes. or whatever. That That's he, awesome. He had another quote about that today. I, I like, trying to defend that move, basically. Mm-hmm. I, I forget. It was because, like, they didn't have a timeout. And that yeah. was his way of trying to take an extra timeout. I thought it was cool. It, it was thinking outside the box. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily legal. But, I, um, I kind of like it. Yeah, and he's had been in the league recent enough where he can ultimately relate to LeBron, mm. and especially at this stage of LeBron's career, I think it would be a great move. I really think he needs to be brought in. Also, I think this is kind of unfair on Luke Walton. Yeah, this is what happens when LeBron is brought onto your team and you're not doing well right away. Yeah, thankfully a guy like Eric Spoelstra was able to get such a high-powered team in the, all in their prime, pretty much where. It all worked pretty much right away. But, you know, think about when LeBron had gone back to Cleveland and who was that? Tyron Ty Lue. Tyron Lue, Ty yeah. Lue. So it, it happened. Black, I, I, think, I think yeah. we'll be seeing Luke Walton on another team potentially at the end of this year. I mean, I'd say so. And then as for Kidd, I think he's a more respectable player, obviously, than Walton was back in his day. So I think LeBron and the rest of the players should definitely give him more respect and listen more to what he has to say as a coach than they might for a guy who's just a bench warmer on the Lakers. You know, that's something that I bet the team is considering in terms of whether they should stick with Walton or go elsewhere. So, yeah, for all the reasons you said as well as that, I think Jason Kidd could definitely fit the team. 
I, I don't know. I, I, I just wonder if he becomes a scapegoat a year from now. You know, because LeBron said that the playoffs were not guaranteed this season, which, in my opinion, is just him saying, like, you shouldn't have as high of expectations as you do for a team with him on it. Honestly, that, other than, er, I don't know, I just think that's, like, the biggest excuse he can make. Honestly, I I am selling on this Lakers team oh, so like, hard. Yeah. Like, not even this season. Because we have an NBA free agency where, honestly, if I'm a player, I'm kind of looking towards the Knicks or Nets over the Lakers. I mean... And the Clippers. And the Clippers. Yeah, uh, I would. No. I, the Clippers are kind of interesting. To, I, mean, I think more, they're very... And I think more so than the Lakers. Yes. The Lakers, yeah. to me... It's like weird, mixed-up LeBron talent that he brought in. It's disgusting. It doesn't work. Your young stars are nothing crazy good. I mean, like, Kuzma's a guy that can go off. Lonzo's cool. But, like, I'd rather take guys like D'Lo, yep. Dinwiddie, yep. even Knox. Like, uh, who am I thinking That's of? Dennis Smith Jr., Dennis Mitchell Smith Robinson. Jr., Mitchell Robinson. Like, that's fun to be on, and that's fun to lead. You're pairing with an aging LeBron where, I hate to break it to you, he has... I think three years on his contract yep. before he can move on. Yeah. So you're left behind pretty much. Yeah. And who's going to pair with him? Kawhi? Why would he go there over the Raptors where he is now or any of the New York teams? If you're Anthony Davis, yeah, that's cool. I, I think that's the most realistic. But I don't know. I don't think Anthony Davis and LeBron James, sad to say, is enough to get it done in the West. Yeah. I really don't think so unless you have major moves by – the Warriors, where they lose, they could be losing Durant. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm still going to maybe take the Rockets with Harden and Chris Paul and Clint Capella. Like, that group True. is better than the Lakers. So I am selling, selling, selling on this Lakers team. Yeah, and it's like the, you can't discredit the young talent on the Lakers because they all should have very high ceilings, and they do. They just have not blossomed the way they should be able to elsewhere because of this system. I think it's so flawed. I think Lonzo's a guy that could be averaging a double-double with assists, you know. And then Brandon Ingram should be a lights-out shooter and just never has been able to. Kuzma's a guy, like you said, who can go off. And while he's not the best shooter, he's a great scorer. But none of those three guys have been able to become winning pieces with arguably the best player in the NBA on this side or on their side, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I'm also a seller of this I, team. I would like it. I think the only thing that works really in the long run of this Lakers team is trading LeBron away because they are messing up too much of their talent. And by trading it, I just don't know who wants to trade for an aging LeBron. And he's so expensive too. I think think if Kyrie maybe left the Celtics, I could see him working there. But then again, you're probably going to have to give up like Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, like all these great guys. And I don't know if it's worth it. I think LeBron is kind of trapped in L.A. Yeah, I don't think it's worth it. And, you know, for, for the Lakers, he's trapped. For LeBron, he's right where he wants to be because he, in my opinion, doesn't care about winning anymore. Um, and while he's going to look visibly frustrated on the court because no one likes to lose in the moment, he doesn't really care if he wins another championship or not. For him, it's just, you know, hey, I'm here in L.A. I have all these opportunities outside of basketball now, and I've done what I needed to do on the court in my career. And he's not wrong. I mean, he's justified in that way. I just hate to see a player who doesn't really care about winning the game it's, anymore. It's very disappointing. I didn't think we would have seen it from him. I kind of, I, I don't know, I kind of really did. I didn't. I mean, though, it was a business move. We always said it was I a mean, business yeah, move. yeah, it is. But at the same time, like, we literally watched him in the finals last year leading a Cleveland team that had absolutely no one on it. Yep. And, you know, he arguably has 
greater potential out of the Lakers team that he has now. Mm-hmm. And it's just not there. You can see it on the court. It, it's sad. Uh, agreed. And yeah, this, this does knock him down in the MJ-LeBron debate. Yeah. I'm taking MJ especially because of this now. We already were. Yeah. But, but yes. Even more so. Yeah. All right. I mean, on to your second quote. I don't have much more to add other than I agree. I don't think the Lakers will be a prime free agent destination. I mean, they will because it's L.A., but that's why I put the Clippers over it because they have more potential in my yeah. opinion. But okay, on to your second quote. Okay, we are moving on to college basketball. So college basketball started last week. It's been very exciting. Of course. So before we hit the Sweet 16, let's get in with this quote. My bracket that we made last week sucked. Yeah. It, um, yeah. It was not the, year not, for, too not the year for hot takes. Uh, but that's what this show is about. So. I don't really think – real plug real quick. Not, yeah. not even a plug, but um, I don't even think this year is – good in terms of brackets it's just one of those player years where like there's a lot of individual guys that are the reason why their teams are good so like it's tough to pick because you throw in a weirdly good like team and it's like a toss-up you don't know if the guy the one star is going to outperform everyone else or if that team that night is just going to show up and lock them down so it's not a great year for brackets 2019 bad year for brackets (laughs) 2020, who knows? Actually, I think 2020 is going to be a great year for brackets. All right. 2019, not good year. So, back to the quote. On Sunday night, the blank sophomore forward, whose body composition appears to be 4% water and 96% fast twitch fibers, blocked seven shots in the blank's 73-54 to win over blank. Um, This one's tough. One more time, one more time. On Sunday night, the yeah. blank sophomore forward, whose body composition appears to be 4% water and 96% fast twitch fibers, blocked seven shots in the blank's 73-54 to 54 win over blank. Um, uh, so we've never talked about this person on the show before? No. Have we talked about him off the show? No. Interesting. Um, oh, man. I'm just trying to remember the Sunday night games. Um, this one's tough. Sunday night games. I, I can remember Saturday. I'm trying to. I don't know. Um, I don't really have a guess either. I guess I'll throw in like. If, if oh, you, okay. I I have an idea. No, that game was too close. I, I have no idea, honestly. All right. So, do you have a player guess at all? No. Would you like to guess a team? Just throw out a team. Yeah, sure. Get a half a point. Um. Yeah, I'll go like. I mean, again, I can't really remember what game it was. I'll maybe say, like, UNC over uh, whoever they would have played. Yeah, sure, just go. It is actually Oregon. It was Oregon? I was going to say. And their forward, Kenny Wooten. See who I would know I think it's Wooten, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so didn't necessarily uh, think you were going to get this. Irvine, yeah, yeah. But (sighs) he's been filthy this tournament. Okay, yeah, talk about that. So I was reading up a lot on him today because I felt like Oregon was the best team to pick to get a quote from because I feel like they're the true Cinderella right now. And they have number one ranked Virginia this this round coming up in the Sweet 16. And I think I'm going to take them to beat Virginia. I really think Oregon is going to beat them. Wow. I like this team. It's a fun team. And defensively, they are swatting shots like crazy. True. I was reading up about this guy, like I was saying, and I really wanted to guess Oregon and Bull Bull, even oh, though I knew Bull Bull yeah. wasn't playing. Like, because I knew that was a game we watched. 
But now I'm just thinking, like, with Wooten, who is looking great, and Bol Bol, who obviously is injured, but, like, imagine throwing him into that team who's already doing so well. Yeah. Um, But Wooten's been insane. So I was reading about him, and really cool story. Apparently, and this is all according to Sports Illustrated, I believe, he, like, wanted to quit basketball when he was younger because his mom said he was trash. (laughs) Like, literally, like, word for word, she was like, your sister's better than you, you're trash, like... You can't dribble or shoot, which yeah. he admits he really can't. Okay. And the coach, like even the coach in the article, was like, "Yeah, his passing is terrible." <laughs> but he basically just went out there on basketball courts playing all the time, and his defense is insane. So that's why he's out there right now. He says that he doesn't even jump for a shot until the ball is out of the person's hand, and he's like, "Yeah, like I goaltend sometimes." And I'm drawing a blank on the Oregon coach. But he was like, yeah, I fully support it. Like, who cares if he goaltends? Like, the dude is going to swat so many shots that way. And he has been. And basically, that article, along with some other things I was reading, was saying that, like, he's the main sort of reason why this team is doing so well and why there's such a tough matchup. They almost, like, uh, I and I haven't watched a lot of games of theirs until March Madness, obviously, but they've arguably been better without bowl which is weird because yeah. they should definitely be better with him with any seven foot three player who can shoot the ball as well as bull can but i mean yeah it, sometimes addition by subtraction even the guy who has no real negatives in my opinion can, that can turn a team around or also maybe they're motivated by that loss and to say we're not as bad as you think we are you know we're not a team that has to be propelled by this freshman so there's a number of factors that could definitely be going into this run but whether, whatever the case, Oregon is the only team seeded under five, I believe, who made the Sweet 16. Everybody else was a top five seed in their section of the bracket, which pisses me off again because I picked so many upsets this year and overdid it. But it's really impressive that they're the one. I know? mean, the Maryland one really upset me co- yeah. because that was such a close <coughs> game and it really could have gone either way. Uh, UCF as well, not that I picked it, but that game was yeah. heartbreaking. Yeah, I mean, and now we look at Duke going into this round and it's like, is it just because Taco Fall was there to kind of disrupt things or is Duke going to be playing single-digit games every yeah. night? So that's really cool. I At this point, I kind of want to do a look at the Sweet 16 and kind of get some picks in. Okay. For the rest of March Madness, and get like a little a redemption bracket, little checkup yeah. point. So let's see. I'm yeah. trying to find it. Doo, doo. You know what hurts when my random bracket is like 76 percentile, and my actual bracket is 36 percentile. Uh, that's rough. That, that's just a bad look. But um, I don't know. I. I <sighs> Just, just learn from me, guys, and don't enter your hot take bracket into uh, your group tournaments. Okay, I believe <laughs> doesn't yeah, work out. This, this should be it. So first off, we have Duke and Virginia Tech. I mean, I'm gonna go Duke. I, I like Virginia Tech a lot, and again, like there's reasons to be feeling a little bit second guessy maybe about them, but I'm gonna stick with Duke. I'm also gonna stick with Duke. I think after that last scare, they're really gonna get after it in the first half this time. I think that's something Coach K is gonna stress is really getting a big lead in the first half. Uh, Then we have LSU-Michigan State. I believe this is Choke City for Tom Izzo right now, and we're going to see Nas Reed and the um, LSU Tigers move on to the next round. I was also going to say LSU. It's a team that I bet against with Maryland, I think, like we were both saying. But, I mean, LSU looks pretty strong. So, yeah. 
Then we have Gonzaga, Florida State. I'm all for this Gonzaga team this year. I think they're going to be my national champion still. They look dominant. Yeah, and I'm going to stick with them to take that game. I think it'll be a lot closer than their past couple ones. Florida State's a good team. Yeah, so and especially defensively. So yeah. I'm going to take Gonzaga there. Same here. Uh, then um, yeah. we have Texas Tech, Michigan. I like Tech a lot. Michigan's always really good in the tournament, though. Um, I'm personally going to take Tech. I'm. This is a good game. I really could see either one, but I'm going to take Michigan okay. just because I really like them in the tournament every year. And th- this year they actually do look like something kind of special. Yeah. And they could, you know, give the tournament a run for its money. I could see them being a Final Four team again. That's right. Um, the second half of the bracket, Virginia versus Oregon. Virginia almost lost in the first <laughs> round once again. Imagine if that happened. But, yeah, they're still here. And as you just said earlier, you think Oregon's going to pull off yeah, the upset. I think it's going to happen. I'm going to take Oregon again. But I'm going to stick with UVA. I just feel like they're too strong of a team to go out. But, again, I mean, it happened last year, and it could easily happen in the Sweet 16. But I'll stick with or- or Virginia. excuse me. Um, Purdue versus Tennessee. I-, I really like this Tennessee team. They also suffered a scare um, in overtime. But Grant Williams, who I was going to guess for that quote, but then knew, like, no, the game was too close for that final score. Um He's been awesome. Uh, the best name in the tournament, Admiral Schofield, is a great leader. And while he had a bad game last week, I mean, you can't count him out. So I'm going to take Tennessee over Purdue. I'm also going to take Tennessee. I really like the way they look this year. But I'm just never a huge fan of Purdue. In Carson this. Edwards, though, on Purdue had 42, yeah. I believe. Yeah, he, he dropped 40-plus. I just, I just don't like Purdue. Yeah, um, North Carolina-Auburn. So originally I picked Auburn to upset here and keep a really good run going. But they've not looked so great. Were they the team that blew a giant lead? It was somebody who, it might have actually been Tennessee. I'm not sure. Somebody, because we definitely watched the game. Maybe it was Tennessee. Blew like a 20-point lead and was able to keep it, though. But whatever the case, Auburn hasn't looked as strong as I was expecting. UNC's won the best in the tournament. I'm going to go with them. Yeah, I think my bold pick is with Oregon, and I'm going to stick with UNC there. I'd also really like to see the Duke-UNC final. True. So I'm going to keep that going. And then finally, Houston-Kentucky in the matchup of the red versus blue identical logos. Have you seen this before? Yeah. Just, you know, they look yeah. identical. Um, I don't know. I am I had, like, Iowa State at this point, maybe. I think like I have some... Houston-Kentucky. Oh, no, I had Wofford. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I had Wofford beating Kentucky. That didn't work out. Kentucky's looked pretty good, actually, unexpectedly for me. Yeah, I think I'm going to roll with Houston here, though. Okay. I- I'm going to go Kentucky, however. Now we move to the Elite Eight. So be... uh, Yeah, let's just run through it, though. Yeah. Um, Duke LSU, we both had. Um, I like that matchup, though. I'm taking Duke for I'm sure. I'm taking Duke, though, but Nas Reed and Zion is cool. Zaga, Texas Tech. You love Gonzaga, so I'm assuming yeah. you go there. I'm going to take Zaga there. Here's my hot take, though. I really like Texas Tech, so I'm going to put them over Gonzaga. Uh, for me, it's Virginia, Tennessee. For you, yeah. it's Oregon, Oregon Tennessee. Oregon, Tennessee. Um, I think that's where Oregon steam runs out and Tennessee moves yeah, on. I'm also going to take Tennessee. And then North Carolina, Kentucky for me. North Carolina, Houston for you. I'll be taking UNC. I'm going to take UNC as well. I could see Houston upsetting there, though. True. But I'm going to take UNC for now. All right, final four. For me, it would be Duke versus Tech, and I'm going to take Duke. I'm going to take Duke. And then for me, it's UNC, Tennessee. That's you as well. Uh, You know what? I'm going to take UNC and make that Duke-UNC. So am I. I'm, I'm doing my second chance bracket right now, by the way. So uh, I'm also going to put Duke-UNC. I... But just as a UNC fan, I can't click the Duke button. 
I, I feel like you'll be taking Duke here. I will be taking Duke. I can't do it, though. So I'm going to be taking UNC in my second chance bracket, 71-68. And I'll submit that as my entry. So there you go. That's what we think will happen in the Sweet 16 and so forth. Um, Steve Diagostero texted he says that's hurtful about Virginia Tech losing. Um, I think they're a really good team. In fact, it was a, a team I had as a potential upset idea here. I just don't think Duke's going to... I think they're going to be motivated, actually, to really bounce back after such a close game against UCF. So I don't think there's really any chance Virginia Tech loses, or wins, rather, uh, this week. Uh, do you agree with that one, Jack? What do you think? Yeah, I'm, honestly, I just think that... I have this image in my head of Duke winning. Mm-hmm. Like, it all, I, I just, like, see Zion in his cap and, like, confetti coming down. Yeah. And, like, they have a bus parked outside to immediately take him to Madison Square Garden, and it's going to happen, and I'm still ranting about Zion <laughs> coming to the Knicks. But it will happen, I believe. You have to stay strong in these troubled times. So, Zion, win the tourney, come my way. There you go. All right, to my second quote, it will also be NBA. Um, who said it and what is it about slash who is it about? Um, it made me sick to my stomach. As I was walking over there, I saw everyone else turn around real quick and walk away. And then I look and I saw it. Oh, got it. This is Jared Dudley about Nurkic. It's Indeed. actually Damien Lillard Damn. about Yusuf Nurkic. So, okay. yes, it's a half point. I was kind of going with the Nets like vibe with Jared sure, Dudley. So I was like, okay, maybe. Yeah, we love Jared Dudley as the BC alum who we want, or at least I want. I feel like you would agree, though. To take over for Jim Christian down the road? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, right? As the uh, BC basketball head coach. But anyway, this is actually Damian Lillard, Yusuf Nurkic's teammate on the Trailblazers. Um, They played and won in double overtime against my Nets last night. Excuse me. But the real story here was Yusuf Nurkic's disgusting injury that I actually haven't watched yet. Oh, I watched this morning. Um, It was... I've repeatedly watched it because I couldn't help myself out of morbid curiosity. (laughs) But... It's up there with some of the worst. And we were recently talking about, like, the worst injuries. Yeah. We about Hayward, Paul George. This was the first one I didn't see live. So <laughs> Good. Was, thanks. Yeah, shout out. I was following. God, I don't know. I was <laughs> following the game live, and I got that alert, and I just was like, I can't watch it. So I did It's didn't. rough. I think it, I put it <coughs> as worse than Gordon Hayward. Wow. And... It's not Kevin Ware takes the all time. Uh, I mean, I might even put this one over Paul George. Wow, that it's, was disgusting, Paul George. So that you're saying something there. I remember the Paul George it's one. Brutal really to watch. Like, yeah, I don't I've want seen to. It, it, was, it was rough. Maybe Paul George to. is worse. Yeah. Maybe it's like even with Paul George. Okay. I just think this one's worse than Gordon Hayward. Yeah, I mean, whatever the case, the Blazers are still able to win, and they're a, a oh, playoff. They're a playoff yeah. team right now in the West. They're a very good team that I don't think is talked about often. But without their big man, probably for the rest of the season in the playoffs, uh, what do you think? I think there's no chance they even yeah, win Yeah, no. I, I really just want Damian Lillard to leave the Trailblazers. Well, he had a chance to, like, maybe make an impact in the playoffs this year. Like, this is a good team. Yeah. But then again, they were, like, the three seed last year, and they choked in the first round. I just so. want him to leave. I really don't yeah. think it's working out there. Yeah. And he wants to live in Portland. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, I, there's better spots for a star of his caliber to, you know, be a core on a team True. and he's not getting any younger yeah but, but yeah um, uh, my last thing about the sure. actual injury is like uh anytime you see like someone's leg at three different <laughs> angles it's never a fun time no 
It was, and you, it's one of those when you watch it that you hear it. Ah, jeez, I don't brutal. want to see it's it. Brutal. No it way. If you're brave enough, look up <laughs> Yusuf Nurkic. Nurkic uh, leg- That's all you'll need to look up, probably. Yeah. But yeah, and take a look. It's brutal. Uh, but. All right. Um, since we're running out of time, we'll just get straight to your final quote of the day. Yep. Current score is one to one. So go for it. All right. Uh, this I'm gonna say college basketball. Okay. Uh, okay. I gotta figure out how to say this, but. I've always had a thing with confidence, and the first day with the scouts there, it seemed like everyone was nervous, even players like blank and blank. All those guys were nervous to play in that kind of atmosphere in front of all those scouts. Okay. It's a tough one. Yeah, because you're saying, like, you think it's college basketball. Yeah. Are these guys that are currently college players, or are they NBA guys now? Uh, I'm not going to say. That, then I have no it's idea. It's not NBA. They're not okay. NBA players now. Ah. Uh. That, okay, so it's, um, yeah, one more time, please. I've always had a thing with confidence, and the first day with the scouts there, it seemed like everyone was nervous, even players like blank and blank. All those guys were nervous to play in that kind of atmosphere in front of all those scouts. I'm going to say it's, okay, there's so many like things to talk about probably from this. I'm going to say it's like Zion and RJ. And the person who said it could be like Scotty Lewis or something. I have no idea. It is Scotty Lewis. I, I, who I said wanted it. to. I wanted to spread out there because I thought it could be this year's players or the coming years. So I'll give you a half point for yeah. Scotty Lewis. And maybe it's about like the U eighteen USA team or something. Yeah, uh, not USA. It's actually the dunk contest last. Oh, night. interesting. And the two players were Anthony Edwards and Cole Anthony, who okay. were also in it. Yeah. So this was awesome because we've been following Scotty for years, and we talked about this last night. But, like, this is the first instance of it, besides, like, Kevin Durant online talking about Scotty Lewis right. and, like, playing as Scotty in 2K now. Like, yeah. this is the first time where, like, Scotty is making national news and he had a Sports Center top 10 dunk. Yes, he did. At the McDonald's All American Dunk Contest last night. And it was something to behold. It was a windmill over three people. Yep. It was insane. And then I saw another highlight. It was him, I think, one foot in the foul line doing a windmill, which was like what Zach Levine did in the all-star dunk contest and won. So, like, Scotty, when he makes it to the league, I am so excited for that dunk contest. He will bring out something special. And he's got unreal bounce. But Scotty actually came in second last night. To um, Fran, whatever. Fran yeah. Belibi, I believe it's, it's pronounced. Yeah. She's a Stanford recruit and... She was balling. Like, I did not think the dunks compared. No, they didn't. But, but what she was doing, I've never seen a girl do before. So I think that's reason enough for her to win. It was it was pretty cool. Like, she well, dunked over someone on who's sitting. She did a... I'm watching right now. Well, she, she, she did a reverse like, one. Yeah. That one wasn't that cool. But the one over a person, like, that's pretty impressive. So this is, like, an interesting... Not an issue, just... just it's interesting where it's, like... I don't know. This is the second time now that the McDonald's All-American Dunk Contest has gone to a woman competitor. Who's the first, Brittany Griner? I think. I mean, it didn't say who. Okay. It's just the whole thing with, like, how I see it is they're trying to... I don't know. I don't know how to grade this, honestly. Because, like you said, it's very impressive what she did. But it, she's not competing against other female competitors. She's competing against other male competitors who are pulling out top 10 level dunks like Scotty Lewis. But honestly, with what ESPN's been doing, I can only assume that Fran Belibi's dunk ended up on that top ten list as well. I'm sure they so, ran through. And well, the, what I'm basically what I mean, long story short, is if it's a dunk contest, it should just be graded on the actual dunk. Like yeah. I, I, I mean, 
it's a whole equality thing and whatnot, and I get what they're doing, and I think it's awesome that Fran Belibi can pull that off, and I think it's a name we'll be hearing in these next few years, right? But at the same time, I feel like Scotty was kind of robbed, especially knowing how sick that dunk was. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, that was my initial thoughts on it as well. I just thought that to even be competing with those kind of guys is, like, pretty impressive in itself. And, like, yes, this year we have insane talent. Like, Anthony Edwards and Cole, uh, Cole Anthony, Anthony yeah. in their own right, were phenomenal. Cole Anthony had a dunk that was just, like, he did one of those 360, like, scoop ones, and it was perfect. And then Anthony Edwards did one of the off-the-side-of-the-backboard one from an assist by Cole Anthony, and he put it in. And it, they were both amazing and kind of outdid Fran's dunks. But in the end, I still think that like to be able to hang in there and compete with these guys and if it was any other year maybe without these phenomenal dunks because i've been seeing scotty and cole anthony dunk for years now that she may have still have should have won in another time but this year it was something special yeah so i think it should have gone to at least scotty right and maybe have her a second but yeah still really cool all the same yeah, so so an issue of maybe equality in basketball. We we could dig into it, but we still have another quote to get to. I don't know. I, I mean, props to uh, Fran Belibi, but especially to Scotty Lewis, in my opinion, because like you said, this is his first national headline, other than you know appearing on the top ten or top one hundred prospects for next year in college basketball. I mean, this really is his first time with a, with a news story just to himself, you know. So good for him. State champion as well. Um, okay, so. My final quote is an AAF quote, Ooh. or two quotes. You just got to tell me who said the first and then who's saying the second in response. Um, I have a half point more than you right now, so if you get both of them, you win. Here we go. Dear at the AAF, please entertain this thought regarding the at AAF Iron AAF Express game. Allowing the players to actually fight would be key to the league's success like hockey. I would watch every game. Don't blow it. And then in re- response, the second person, hint, playing in the AAF right now, said, I got you. Ooh. Uh, was the first person a hockey player? No, he's just a celebrity. Here's my hint. F- no, I can't give you the... You Is just, it a sports celebrity? No, it's not. Uh, I'll give you the hint. You're going to get it for full, like full. Um, I uh, The little part of the tweet I left out, he said, I would watch every game even though there's no Detroit team yet. Ooh, ooh, I totally got it. <laughs> um, is it Eminem? Mm-hmm. Of course, the Detroit legend. Um, and then the person who answered. Oh. Yes. Wait, so what were the teams? It was Iron and Express. I, I don't even know if this person... I think is he it is. Memphis Express? Yeah. I'm going to throw it out there, but is it Johnny Manziel? Yes, it is. Let's go. I, I that don't is know the greatest what, exchange of all right? time. Yes, that's that why perfect. I included it. That's yeah. something that I dream of. And it <laughs> happened because of the AAF. That and, is so awesome. And I'm feeling generous enough to give you a full point with all those hints. Let's go. And give you the win for the Let's day. <laughs> I'm not I'm not even hyped about the win. I'm hyped that that this was a exchange. Thing. That was yeah, so cool. I know. So, long story short, I mean, it was <laughs> an all-caps tweet by Eminem. Um... He signed off sincerely, Marshall. Uh, he, he, like I said, addressed it at Deer at the AAF. I thought it was amazing. And the fact that Johnny Manziel responded. He had his debut last week, and it went horribly. 
The team still won because a backup came in. Manziel was like, um, I, I don't know, critiqued for uh, this profanity that he was recorded while uh, being on the field. I kind of want to use that as my quote, but didn't want to use profanity on the show. So it wasn't great for him, but he's still taking on a big personality in this league, and I think that's awesome. And then again, having guys like Eminem, who are huge celebrities, worldwide names, talking about this league is awesome. So I feel like the novelty of the league is definitely declining. We haven't really talked about it recently, just in general. I don't know if we ever have on the show before, but excuse me, having a guy like Johnny Manziel in the league and having something like this where Eminem's talking about it is awesome. And the idea is pretty cool too. I want to hear what you think about that. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm all for it. I'm literally waiting here for the XFL to return so I can see fighting in football. That'll, yeah, that's <laughs> so a no like, doubter. But also I think I... While I say that, at the same time, I don't think they should. Well, it would never fly. That's my thought. Well, yeah, it wouldn't fly. But at the same time, like, I think that the AAF can be something special for the NFL. And you don't want to introduce things that are further causing, you know, talk about head injuries and head trauma and stuff like that. I think that the, the AAF is groundbreaking in that it is the first league to put out some of these new rules and stuff and the NFL can follow and I really really like that it can be this trial area and there's nothing really going on in sports from that like post all-star break of NBA through like NHL NBA playoffs March Madness like where we're in right now and then like the start of opening day with baseball starting start of baseball with opening day (laughs) excuse me and I think it's really cool to have I actually the coolest thing was we were with some of our friends in in the city of Boston for St. Patrick's Day. And, like, we just went into a Shake Shack, and, like, the AAF was on. Yeah. And, like, the fact that that can be a thing and have football on at this time of the year is beautiful to me, and I think it is a great, awesome league, and what they're doing is spectacular already. And if Eminem suggests fighting, then I'm going to have to say I'm all in right now at this given moment. But we'll see where it goes. I mean, totally. And, yeah, I... I I don't know what to say really about the league other than if it gets some more financial support and more more fans that it could really be a big success for the reasons you pointed out. It's the perfect time of year for a new football league. And yeah, the rules that they're introducing, the NFL voted on the onside kick rule or the onside kick becoming a fourth down conversion. And every owner that was asked, except for the Giants, because John Mayer is just being a I don't know, he's just not being the best recently with the Odell trade and all this. But the majority of people were like, yeah, it's a great idea. Let's um, institute that into our own league. So there you go. The AAF has already made one change to the NFL, and I'm sure there are more to come. So that was awesome. And I think that with the AAF, like, this truly is a way to get football year-round. Like, my calendar can now go NFL in the fall through February and then have the AAF start shortly after. And then we're hit with all the summer shows of, like, uh, Last Chance U, uh, All In, and, you know, stuff like that. And it's just constant football all year round. And given that other sports have such longer schedules, I think it works perfectly. Yeah, I I agree. And I'm always standing by that. I can't wait until Jack and I get a... uh, a banner or a flag of the uh, Atlanta legends for our room next year, because that's going to be awesome. We got to support them still, but yeah, I, I, let's just root for the um, best for this league. And I think 
while we haven't followed it too closely recently, uh, I think it there's good reason, you know, to pay more attention and to keep to keep it around really. But yeah, so other than that, um, we're about out of time. A- any real other things to talk about? We've got fantasy baseball coming up with opening day right around the corner, the 28th. Um, in fact, today was the release of MLB 19 The Show, which I'm about to go download probably. So really excited for that. Oh, man. Um, otherwise, I mean, what do you got? Anything? Um, just plugging Pat Andre to come to Boston College. That would be awesome. Uh, Pat, my homie, please. Please come. He'll definitely have a spot on the you, show if he does. Like, you yeah. will have a golden throne <laughs> in the studio to sit upon. Yes, sir. And I'll let you fake me out at the Plex. It'll be <laughs> cool. It'll be like old times. <laughs> please, please come and help our dying basketball team. That would be awesome. So, um, well, hopefully not dying. Hopefully growing, even without him. <sighs> we'll, we'll see. <laughs> One can never tell. Yep. Well, other than that, um, hope you guys have a great week. We will see you in six out or six days and 23 hours i want to do that so bad shout out tony reale i messed it up we'll get it next time love you guys see you next week love it